0: Hi, I'm Matt Sprague, host of the Connected Construction Show, and I have a special announcement for our audience. This November 7th through the 9th, Trimble is hosting their Dimensions User Conference at the Venetian in Las Vegas, and they've just given us two tickets valued at over $1,700 each to give away to our audience. So how can you win? Simply share your favorite episode on any social media platform using the hashtag ccshow underscore favorite and include why that's your favorite episode and you'll be eligible to win. The shared post with the most amount of likes will win two free tickets to Dimension 2022. Five runners-up will receive a special Connected Construction Show t-shirt and sticker, so get out there and share your favorite episode before October 21st. We will announce the winner live on the show Tuesday, October 25th. Again, share your favorite episode on any social media platform using the hashtag ccshow underscore favorite and include why that's your favorite episode before October 21st in order to have a chance to win the two tickets to Dimensions in Las Vegas. Good luck and stay connected.
1: From Trimble Construction, you're listening to the Connected Construction Show where we connect you to the contractors, owners, designers, engineers, and construction professionals who are finding better ways to work. And now, Here's your host, Matt Sprague.
0: Hello and welcome back to the Connected Construction Show. I'm your host, Matt Sprague. I'm excited to have all of our listeners and our viewers back, but uh, very excited to have this week's guest. We have uh, Oystein Ulvestad from uh, Sveco joining us today to have an incredible conversation around uh, the use of 3D models, uh, BIM for infrastructure. Uh, super excited to have
1: you. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Uh, pleasure being invited. I've been looking forward to this. Nice. And uh, tell the audience a little bit about
0: yourself. Uh, where you are from, where you're located, um, who you work for, what you do for them.
1: Yeah. Uh, my name is uh, Oystein Ulvestad. Um, I'm a structural engineer. Um, uh, born and raised in Norway, uh, now working in Oslo, Norway, for Svetio, for, as you say. Um, I started doing uh, structures and sports arenas, and, and then for the last 10 years I've been working with uh, uh, bridges mainly, and then uh, more and more 3D modeling of bridges. and. Um, and then we had this very exciting development in Norway, where um, where the government has uh, accepted uh, BIM models instead of drawings when when they're doing third party control for uh, for bridges. So uh, I guess that that leads us to uh, today.
0: Absolutely. i so, uh, my. Uh... The first question I kind of wrote out for you was kind of tongue-in-cheek in terms of, like, I hear you really love 2D drawings. <laughs> Tell me about that.
1: Yeah, the, the, the first maybe five years of my career was, uh, was AutoCAD 2D-based. So I had my fear of, uh, of doing um, uh, reinforcement drawings, form drawings uh, in 2D um and and uh, in some ways that was a very good way of learning but but it also got me very frustrated in 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 what- w- what you didn't see in two d uh so then i started using tecla structures uh back when it was called x steel something um and then you suddenly had this third dimension uh and and i i, I love that but you still finishing your 3d model had to dumb it down to 2d drawings so then again you you would have a, a better understanding of of what you were doing but but uh, still you you uh, you lost that third dimension when you handed over your product yeah you're right i uh, I, <laughs> I do love my occasional drawing but <laughs> not all the time so
0: I I think you have like a a professional mission. I wouldn't say it's a life mission. A professional mission for uh, deaf to drawings. Is that is that is that uh, is that accurate?
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd say that's pretty accurate. i uh, I'm very happy when information can be transferred in other ways than than drawings. That's not possible all of the time, but it's more and more. On more and more occasions, we see that we can do three D models uh, when we deliver uh, products to to uh, builders, and uh, uh, yeah, now I'm very happy when when we can do that. So you 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 had
0: mentioned uh, within Norway anyway that um, bridges have solely moved over to 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 three D modeling, uh, BIM modeling. Uh, so how common? is u- utilizing uh, model-based, drawing-less uh, design and construction uh, across not just bridges, but like all, all other pieces of infrastructure, but also, uh, you know, vertical construction as well. Where, where is that evolution within at least Norway, but also maybe just between what uh, what you
1: all doing with uh, Sveco? And um, when it comes to structures, uh, you know, you don't have as a bridge... Such a rigid third-party control as you have with bridges, so there, uh, I think, uh, uh, model-based drawing list deliveries have been more common for a long time. But uh, with with bridges, you you have this very rigid control scheme uh, where, where things have to be controlled by a third party. And uh, I think it's five or six years ago the Norwegian Road Authorities opened up uh, that those. Deliveries could be done either by drawings or by by BIP models, and then this uh, revolution uh, started with with companies uh, trying out different ways of doing this, and and so we've had about five or six years to mature now, um, and uh, and I think nowadays about one third of all the deliveries in Norway, so one third of all bridges built. Are built based on only B models, no drawings.
0: Interesting. Um, so, I, I, I have this curiosity question in terms of diving into like why, why skip the drawings? What are the benefits of the of the 3D model? But I, um, instead of just answering that, I figure it might be better to explore um, a really unique uh, use case. So, there was a uh, a fast company article written back in June. Um, that was the uh, I think it was, it was titled the the 2000 foot bridge uh, was construction constructed goodness, uh, without a single drawing.
1: That is So um,
0: mm. and, 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 and you were intimately involved with that one. So um, first of all, uh, listeners watchers will 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 put that link to that article um, mm-hmm. uh, within within the description uh, of this uh, of this show but also so let let's uh, take us through that tell, tell us as much as you possibly
1: can uh, about that project yeah um, so in two thousand and late two thousand and eighteen uh, we, we got this uh, contract for for a, a uh, well, in meters, it's six hundred and thirty-four meters. Uh, yeah, um, and we we were asked by the contractor, who had never done any any uh, of these bridges without drawings before, if if they thought this was suited for for this way of or this this mythology. They were very interested in learning how to do it, but they had no uh, experience. Uh, from earlier projects. Our experience was about ten 10, 12 bridges. That was about um, say the longest one was maybe 150 feet. Um, so we had we thought we had quite a lot of, of experience, but but then again this one would be over ten times as long. Uh, so so we had to sit down and say do 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 we have the resources, the technology the software to do this and um uh, i remember a moment where the head designer uh he he was um uh, he he'd maybe done 10 of these very large structures and then he was looking around at his engineering team normally he would have draftsmen that that were maybe average age of of, uh, 50 or 60 very experienced draftman and now he was looking at a team of average age of maybe 26 or 27 years of age because these were computer engineers they had to program this instead of drawing it and he was extremely skeptical and uh, and then after this discussion we we managed to to uh, convince him that that this would be the way forward and and that we that we would be able to do it and um uh, and then, about uh, one and a half years later, the whole model was finished. It had been improved. Um, we had um, we had Corona in, in, in the middle of this, so we had to uh, put all work. Uh, we had to stop all work at site for about four, three or four months. Um, but 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 then, after one and a half two years, we we were nearly finished with everything, and and we saw that. This this way of building a very very complex structure actually worked. We were very confident all the way that we could make it work, but but the Joker was of course the company that had never done this uh, at site before. But they they really really achieved well. They uh, they helped us well together. We we over. We overcame all the obstacles that 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 uh, popped up and um and i'm very happy to say that we now have a, a very beautiful working bridge um that you all might might come and uh and and drive over if you if if you're ever in norway i guess the operable
0: piece there is it's a it's a it's a work a functional bridge
1: yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's uh <laughs> it's uh, I at least from what i know it's it's still the longest structure in the world that's ever been built without drawings i know there are some projects uh i believe in china that that, uh, that that's also now being done uh w- without drawings um but uh yeah no but i uh i still believe it's the longest structure in the world and I'm built without drawings
0: yeah you know even if somebody beats you then you're the ones who started it all so uh, it's a it's a it's a great accomplishment so now you, you mentioned that in, in terms of the or you, you you referred to you know the challenges uh you 've never like you said it, it was a one hundred and fifty feet prior to that mm-hmm. uh going to over two thousand uh two thousand feet six hundred and uh some odd meters so what were what were those challenges like where where were n- not only the uh, technological cha- well, maybe they are all, all, all technological challenges. But what, so, where where were those those kind of uh, bottlenecks and issues? Mm-hmm.
1: I think the, uh, the first challenge was that this was done. Um, uh, uh, part of the design calculation team was in Portugal, and part of it was in Oslo. Um, so we had to do something that was cloud based, and and the model. Um, we knew that at the end it would contain about three hundred thousand objects so so it's quite a large model, so you need cloud based solutions that work well um so that was one obstacle um but the but that that was a lot less problematic than we thought it would be um another one was that uh, uh i don't know if you're familiar with parametric design, but that's like of a rule-based uh, design. Um, uh, I, I can show you examples later, but but you to save time you you want to make design rules for repetitive tasks. Um, so for example, one rule could be place a bridge railing post every two meters. Uh, and once you've written that rule, even though the road line is changed changed to the position, then the rule will help you redesign this in a new position. So uh, well over half of this bridge uh, model is done with parametric design, but the resources to do this, we didn't have that uh, in Norway. So we had to pick Sweco colleagues from Denmark and Finland and Poland to, to have enough resources uh so again we needed cloud-based design and cloud-based sharing to 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 be able to do this so that was um that was uh maybe one of the first challenges um the second challenge uh, was um, uh, i think the second challenge worth mentioning might be um let's see um I'll just have a, a look at my uh notes where i would uh, what I would say was the second uh worst thing. maybe uh, a, a very huge model when you when you make a, a BIM model of it, it becomes extremely slow, so you have to divide your your model into submodels so how how we where we would uh, divide it was quite important. Um, So that was one uh, challenge. Um, A third one was, um, let's see, I'm just having a look at my my notes here. To quality control it, you sort of have to, in in a drawing, you can say, I'm controlling a principle, um, and this principle applies for all seven columns. And uh, in a drawing, you need no. In a in a BIM model, you need to quality control every one of the two hundred thousand rebars in the model. So doing that in a in an efficient way was also a challenge that we had to come uh, come up with a good solution. Uh, where where the solution was um, uh, good standardization of of rebars, so that. If you checked one rebar you knew you had checked a hundred rebars that's three of them yeah another very important one was when you do drawings again you have um uh, you're showing a principle that can be applied for many places in a bridge while in a bim model you actually have to show the person building it the exact place where they're going to build it. So you need an easy way to do sectioning of the models and, and ap- apply metadata to a section very easily. I don't know. D- does that make sense? make sense? Yes. I would say you have to put geography to it, right? Yeah. Mm. Uh, so you want to filter it down. You don't want to show 200,000 rebars to a person that's going to place two of them. You want to show those two rebars, so so making those work packages in an efficient way. We had no software Ah. that could could do that in an easy way, so so we had to work with software vendors to to uh, help us do that more efficiently, and and that is still a bottleneck today, but it's becoming better. So is that essentially what what the challenge is?
0: Like, hey, we can model this thing, right? We can we can have all this intricate data surrounding it and all this detail but in the end this needs to be presented to somebody that can actually build it without overwhelming
1: them uh is, is that kind of the idea yeah i think what you're describing just that sentence is is the most difficult thing about this way of working it's the it's still a bit of a bottleneck and, and that's why we're so happy that more and more countries and more and more companies are getting involved in this, because it will have uh, software vendors, uh, they, they will focus on, 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 on this problem. And, and that's when, when that happens, that's when we'll see a, a, a revolution, I think, in, in this way of working.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's. I think that's an important part. So someone coming from the software uh, I- industry, I can give you like, you know, so when you have something brand new, right? So it's a, um, we will have gone and spoken to to people like yourself and other people that maybe are are in the field and saying, how do you think this would work? Mm-hmm. Right? And everybody's going to say, I think it would work this way. Mm-hmm. So therefore we would build the software, build the interface accordingly. Mm-hmm. But in the end, When they then they have to actually do it, and then you know a lot of times it's a oh crap nope that that was wrong let's uh, let's let's adjust it. There's there's you know continual iteration on there, so it's extremely important to get people that are that are that are utilizing it. So I would imagine that that the next piece is obviously getting more and more contractors to adopt the the usage of 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 digital technology in the field. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, and we um uh, we we had a close uh, th- this was a design and, and built contract uh, so we worked very closely with with the um, contractor uh, and and they taught us a lot of of ways they would like the data to be presented um, so so we had a chance to sort of uh, uh, iteratively improve our, our project and, uh, and product. Um, and we had uh, some very, very talented people uh, f- at the contractor's office uh, receiving our models and then utilizing it uh, in very impressive ways. Uh, so we were very happy with that, but but still this, this way of working is, is in its infancy. So, uh, so there's a lot of things to improve still um and and i don't want to you know maybe in in 10 years we we find out that uh, there's other other even better ways of of doing design and, and and building things but but i've been asking people and and trying to understand are we on the right track like skipping drawings doing digital 3d models is it the obvious way forward because I don't always feel it is, but all the people I, or most of the people I talk to, say they they think this is the way forward. At least the ones who've tried it. And um, uh, if we see into the future where we want to digitalize to to do automation at sites, you might have uh, machines and robots doing more and more of the work. Then it wouldn't make sense to feed these machines 2D drawings. So at some point you got to digitalize, but once you've digitalized it, you need people to understand it as well as the machines. So that's why I think this is the natural way forward. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, we're definitely in this like
0: intermediary position where maybe for lack of a better terminology, it's awkward, right? (laughs) If not everybody knows exactly, how it's supposed to work, we're going we're gonna to come up with plans, we're going to execute, and we're going to continue to make it better. Hmm. Uh, so so we've talked about the fact that, all right, we're going to move from 2D drawings to 3D, and it's digital, so it's better. Well, let, let's get into a little bit of the detail of, like, why is it better? What, what benefits does it, does it create? And, and more specifically, on this project, what benefits did it create?
1: Um, just to do a brief history, like the again uh, referring to the Norwegian Road Authorities, they have quite good data on uh, on project costs, and and they had when when all projects were done um, by drawings and and uh, drawings alone, uh, they they would have. Um, of projects cost, uh, uh, it would be overrun by 19% due to to change orders. And then uh, maybe 10 years or so, they, they, uh, they said that all drawings made has to be based on BIM models. So whatever your product is, it needs to be based on a BIM model. And then they would see the change orders, uh, project cost change orders would go down from the 19% to about 8%. So that was a huge improvement in quality and and people understanding the scope of work, and and now we see it increases even more than it's down from 8% to I don't have exact numbers, but but we're now it's it's down even more. Uh, so i think that's the main the main uh, thing uh, the second thing is that both for both for designers and uh, people at at site understanding your scope of work is easier um, uh, bill of quantities are more exact because everything is modeled and um, we normally in a project like this we would I'd say receive maybe two or three queries a week on, on different questions on, on this project, we were maybe down to one every second week. So, so the available data, uh, w- would explain how things would be done in, in a much better way. Uh, and fitting, for example, we have, um, some special products, uh, like a joint uh, at the end of the bridge where, um, yeah where the bridge meets meets land and and the bridge of course expands and, and, and uh so so you need a jointer and this is a very very complex uh piece of of equipment so normally the producers would spend maybe two or three days at the installation of these and and on on this bridge they spend one hour just, just supervising um so things like that. Uh, it does save quite a lot of time and, and money, uh, so I think maybe that's the second uh, second be- best uh, uh, reason to to uh, to go for this. So I, th- I think um, in reading that
0: article, it described this is going to be my, my words, not the article's words, but it was it was all of the 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 incremental changes due to Variations in installation hmm. that normally in a 2D drawing set would end up getting missed or overlooked because of the time it took from the progress scan to then be brought back into the model, mm-hmm. adjusted within the model, converted to two, back to 2D drawings, and then made available again into the field mm-hmm. that these incremental changes build up and then all of a sudden it's like, a, oh my gosh, we're X amount of of of, of 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 meters off or whatever it might be. Hmm. And therefore, the change orders ensue because uh, things have to go. So it was the immediacy of the um, progress scan feedback hmm. that, that made a big difference uh, on, on uh, implementation and execution in the field. It, it, did I...
1: Did I grasp that yeah, concept yeah. correctly? Yeah, I think you're you're spot on. Um, because on, on a on a project like this, you would normally need about say 200 drawings, um, and and every one of those would, in average, maybe have five or six revisions. So you would end up with well over a thousand different uh, revision versions, and the chance of every worker. Having the latest revision of every drawing is is next to next to none. Uh, while all of these deliveries were cloud-based, so so wherever they accessed the model, whether that be an iPad or a BIM kiosk or whatever, they w- would always have the latest revision available. Um, so that was certainly an advantage, uh, as you mentioned. Um, also early on in the project when you're doing um, uh, basic design, then then of course having a BIM model uh, or a design to class check with other disciplines very early on gives you a very high impact. Uh, and and uh, the cost of, of changes are, are a, a lot lower than, than later on in the project. So that would be one advantage as well. Well, this is awesome. Uh, uh, we're actually at
0: the final question. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, 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 love this and and also uh i know that you had um some uh uh, some models to actually show so what we'll do is we'll take those and we'll 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 share these uh along with the episode so we'll create links so that everybody can kind of see some of the um some of the models that were that that were utilized for this uh, for this bridge installation um, uh, in in the Oslo Nor- uh, Norway area. Um, but final question has nothing to do with bridge or BIM or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we ask all of our, um, all of our guests to, to share a motto, mm-hmm. either their own personal motto that they live by or something that they've found, uh, intriguing or interesting, uh, to, uh, of, of to, 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 help with their work life or their personal life.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I thought, uh, long and hard about this. Uh, and I, 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 uh, I found one very good one, um, the best way to predict the future is to create it. Oh, I like it. Yeah, uh, I like that one. You make your own. Yeah, you make your 3D bridges <laughs> without drawings. Exactly. <laughs> um, so
0: uh, for all of our, our listeners and viewers out there, uh, they want to uh,
1: see more of your stuff. They want to connect with you. How, how do they connect with you? I think the easiest way is to, to uh, find my name on, on LinkedIn. Uh, uh, Oystein Ulvestad. O y s t e i n. Ulvestad is U l v e s t a d, and and I'm uh, happy to connect and, and and I try to post links of what we're doing uh, frequently, and uh, I'd love to hear other people's take on this. And and the more we, the more people, more companies that that are involved, the uh, the the more the improvement. So so sharing is
0: scary. That's awesome. Well, again, uh. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, I've, I've, I've loved this conversation, really intriguing, really uh, uh, top of mind, especially here in, in the United States um, with all the infrastructure projects that are, that are kicking off and uh, something to really strive for. So thank you very much for sharing all that information. Uh, everybody, Thank you so much for for tuning in, uh, for for listening, for watching. Uh, We're, uh, again, so thankful for Oystein for for joining us. And thank you all for showing up and listening to us uh, blather on for for 30 minutes. So uh, until next time, stay connected, everybody.
1: Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Connected Construction Show. For more information, visit us at connectedconstructionshow.com.